I don't know if there is an intro. There isn't an intro. So this is our last episode of 2023. Yeah. Come on. With Armin. Armin the one and only. My cousin, the one and only. A character. Yeah. You, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, this is weird because you're never this quiet. Nah, never. Now, now started. the whole podcast is switched on and it's uh, hold up. Frozen wow. up. Yeah. Now, I wanted this one to be more casual. I've, I'm trying to understand what what the, the vibe is, what the purpose is of the podcast, but I don't want it to be too strict on someone's job, someone's career, someone's life story, like it it should have more flexibility to it and I think this is a good a good chance to just have a recap on our 2023 what we've done this year um, yeah. to be honest I think to start with we properly like reconnected after university yeah. I think university was what time did you did you finish did you graduate I think it was like July 2021 so you were 23 22 22 23 yeah I just I was 22 and then I turned 23 the year after mm. so most I think because we graduated during COVID as well yeah most time. kids our age I found didn't actually go straight into work no. I was two years late to graduating so in my head I was always behind yeah. And I had to jump straight into it. Same I with wanted me as well. to jump straight in. I was also a year. You were a year, right? Yeah. But you wanted to... Um, how come you went straight into work after uni? Mm, I don't know, to be honest. I think... The thing is, I think, once you, you leave uni, if you don't go straight into work, then you lose the flow. Lose the flow of working, stuff like that. So I was like, rather than losing the flow, I might as well just go straight into a job. Yeah. And I know it wasn't easy, like everyone came out of uni and they were like, oh, I'm going to get a job straight away, this, that. But I was already applying to jobs like beginning of the third year. Whereas most people were already really? applying to jobs, yeah, bro. People were applying I, to jobs. Yeah. People were like, let's do a let's do a grads, let's do like a year. I was going to do a year in industry. I was meant to do one, but it was so hard to get a job, like the assessment test and stuff like that. So I was like, I might as well try to get into it early through like, I had like a connection. And then that's, that's from there. It's just it's been, Your mind was already set on going into work. Yeah. Yeah, because I know it was, I wasn't going to get a job straight away, and it takes a long time. Your like, year at work would have been a bit different, because COVID was yeah. front and centre. Yeah, yeah. So there's no real point, you're not getting any experience. Yeah, really. like Nikhil, my friend, he did one, and he did that uni leave, and he was working at home the whole year. Mm. It's pointless. Exactly. You didn't even get to see the office. Or office I mean, in, in like, terms of learning, yeah. probably pointless, but in terms of the connection... Yeah. They would have probably been like, okay, because you've done this year at work, then you yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah, graduate. yeah. But then he didn't get it. We went somewhere else, but they were like, yeah, if you want to try apply again, mm. we'll let you like fast track you. That's why I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, when you come out of uni, you either like don't get a job and then you don't apply, and then it's like two years have gone by, or you get a job and then you kind of stay in that flow. Otherwise, when you lose that flow, then. Yeah, from my experience, I know people that still don't even have a job after uni. So yeah, yeah. So like, I was conscious of that too. Yeah, and you, so many people were just from um, yeah. friends and and my my siblings' friends as well, who had 
graduated and then worked some retail job for a few yeah, years. Exactly, and I was yeah. conscious of that when I was a kid. And I was yeah. seeing like, oh, they graduated, now yeah, they're yeah. working oh. at some retail job. Like cross. <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Pointless. That's why I was like, I'm not doing that because I worked. In, I worked even before you, like in office jobs and stuff like that. So I was like, when I come out, I just need to find a job ASAP. Plus, my industry is very competitive, so I knew as well. Like, hundreds of people applying to the same job I was applying to. So I you have I to had, feel different. I had something lined up from my um, internship between second and third year. Anyway, oh yeah. I had that like safe if I wanted to yeah. go back to it. Um, I spoke to someone at an even bigger property place who said afterwards, come interview with me, um, like you can come work for me basically. And that just didn't work out. It was COVID, he wasn't, he wasn't applying. And I didn't, I didn't really anticipate how difficult it would be to um, get a full-time job in a company. Yeah. Whereas getting like an internship over a summer, yeah, yeah. they're not paying you anything. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for them to bring you on board, kind of make you do a bunch of admin yeah. work they don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. They win, you win, and you can put it on your CV. And I yeah. sort of thought it'd be the same thing going into it again after uni. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It didn't work out, that job, which I thought was a safe thing. And then for three months, I was just interviewing yeah. before I, I got a few offers come in. Yeah, exactly. It seems exactly with me. I did like third year uni I was doing interview like nearly every day mm. last stage of Vodafone grad scheme last stage of this grad scheme really hundreds yeah whole oh, so many I got into like I nearly got like a placement at like Volkswagen it was just like so many assessment centers I was doing like a year and a half and there was actually someone I actually met at uni which was quite interesting I'm still in touch with him called him like last week he was working for Barclays and he came in as like a speaker he, used to, he graduated from my uni he was in seven grad jobs since he left uni so he came and gave advice to everyone and like, yeah, I got in touch with him straight after like the lecture and I was just like, yeah, like, where should I start? Because oh, I knew man. he knew exactly like where to like apply, etc. Um, and to this day, he's still like, yeah, I called him and he was just like, yeah, just seeing how much you've grown since like third year of uni. Yeah, man. Until now, it's just crazy because you're, like... You're one of the best examples of that. Yeah. I think the best thing about going straight into work is how much you develop very very quickly so quickly from graduating yeah. uni it's been two years now for both of us yeah just from last year to this year yeah is insane how much you've changed in a good way yeah yeah let alone where we were two two flipping years ago yeah shit yeah exactly and I think like problem when you're at uni is that like uni life is quite easy as well I think you just do coursework you're not really learning any skills you're just learning knowledge about like business or finance or like medicine whereas when you actually go into like the real life it's just completely different completely different thing completely different yeah I think back in the day a lot of people's mindset was like you know whatever you learn at uni you can just apply to work it's just not like that at all but not um, not to say this is the wrong option we had it's not a the wrong lot, option no we no. had a lot of um, friends who straight after uni just went travelling yeah I, I had that like in abundance a lot of my uni friends went went travelling all over the place yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, who was that? I don't know, it's probably the neighbour, oh. Jake. It should be fine. Um, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, when a bunch of my uni friends went travelling immediately after graduating, yeah. they're pretty much still travelling two years yeah. on. 
Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same with my friends. And I, I, I realized as well, like, when I was my last year at uni, because I was a year older, all my friends already had a year into work. Mm. So I was just listening to what, like, they've gone through and not getting jobs. And they were all much smarter than me, way more smarter, like, smarter than me, did medicine, biochemistry. They were struggling to get a job after like, a year, going to, like, Uni Warwick, Birmingham. I was like, if they can't get a job, I was like, bro, I, I, it's going to be a struggle. So I was like, yeah, doing the degree I was doing, I was like, bro, if I don't get, like, a job, like, ASAP, I was like, there's no way I'll get a job in like a couple years that's interesting I, I did think there must have been some sort of motivation for yeah. you to have been quick quick onto, quick onto yeah get a, get and I job. was like it took me like 12 months like I went straight into working at Amazon then it was a pretty interesting experience I went and then like quickly like they wanted to like, like increase my role so that I was like operation assistant they, went, they interviewed me for like operations manager mm. and then they were like I did like a grad scheme interview I was on the last stage for like um, HR graduate EMEA I really liked HR then I was like I could have gone like through Amazon like internally and I was I was pretty much I could be an operation manager of all the mm-hmm. part of North London but then I was like do I want to do operations this is what I want to do then I was like you know it's going to stay here for a year and now I'm going to try to apply to other jobs so for 12 months while working at Amazon I was like applying to jobs every day mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing interviews every day rejections 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 and the main thing is that flow yeah. Like you're saying, yeah. as soon as you graduate, don't let yourself yeah. become comfortable and fall into the routine yeah. of doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. And I think I learned a lot of new stuff while I was working at Amazon as well. Like I learned like how to do VPNs there and like mm. computer stuff. I tried to like learn skills there as well. So when I came to interviews, I realized the first thing they'd ask you, they'd be like, oh, so like tell me about yourself. And I'll tell them about like, uni this time. They'd be like, yeah, apart from uni, what else do you do? <laughs> and you'll be telling them, I'll be like, oh yeah, like I was a senior cell assistant, like this, I did this, I did that, I was training people. But like, they didn't care unless you really have like, actual like in-job experience. They didn't care about the degree. It's just the hardest thing coming yeah. out of uni and interview. Yeah. Because you, you have this really shit realisation yeah. that your degree was actually kind of worthless. <laughs> kind of worthless yeah. but they also don't care about it they don't care because everyone just did the same thing it's there like the degree's yeah. there great even though you spent the last three years grinding for that's it. all you've done yeah. is your degree yeah. and now they're they're pretty much for my interviews all they were basically talking about yeah. all, all I could talk about and add more value um, was to do with my internship the oh, three yeah. four month yeah, yeah. internship I had yeah. they were way way more interested in that yeah. Then they were my degree. Yeah. Same with me because I had like office experience working in a call center. I was working like as a senior sales assistant for like jewelry stores. I, I've done mm. a lot as well. So I, I was talking about that. They were more interested in that than my career. Yeah. Where, yeah. where did you work in the in the jewelry store? Links of London, so like Pandora's competitor. What was that like? That was interesting. Yeah, they gave me lots of responsibility when I was eighteen. Like I was. Who's walking the in there? Like how often? Like people walking people in that there like it's like people that are really like. ABC one kind of people, you know, like rich. Would you say every well. hour you you sell something? Every like half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah. And Same how much calls. would you say each item's going for? Like in a day, I'll probably sell like a K or two K. Really? Yeah. You sell gold, which is like three hundred pound, like the twelve karat gold. Or you're like they were like oh, rich. Shit. They had like plated stuff, so like silver plated, like the gold plated on top of silver. That was just expensive because of the brand name, like Pandora. Mm. Or like other places, and like you selling something like one I only say that because I, I don't see whenever I walk past those stores, I don't see much 
Yeah. And much. Uh, no, traffic. there was lots of people. There were people coming for Christmas and presents and anniversaries. Okay, and sure. They're making birthdays. Money. Yeah. They'll ask you for your advice, like, what do you think is good for this piece and what color? Yeah, it was all proper interesting. And then I was senior, so then I was training people. Then I was like, mm. then I was like, they were they were like escalating things to me to like for like refunds and like tricky questions and. So I was like, I kind of had that responsibility when I was 18. I think all those experiences I had, like, I even went through, like, my dad's state agency. It's like, taking people to viewings and stuff like that. Yeah, you had. And, like, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, you, you I was selling property to people, like, convincing that. I sold a couple, like, I, I, not sold, but, like, a couple of people rented flats and stuff. So I've kind of had that experience. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. I've done that too. It's, it's, it's hard, yeah. And I think my first job was in sales. It was a call center. So that was, that show. You're one of those guys, man. Yeah. The one of those guys. Recently. Yeah, literally, that was what we said no. the last three years. But it, it showed me lots of resilience. I think that's was that was that a sales job or was that just a pure scam? No, no, no. Like genuinely, I think for those people, like people could go and roll full in a pothole, and then they can like actually get like paid out for it. They have to go to like doctors, get like actual medical proof, and then they get paid out. Effect. Some people were like, even when I was working at Amazon, they fall off like a ladder and they break the leg. Or like drivers, they sometimes they break the foot and stuff. They drop so what you're, you're calling KG saying? Have you been in an accident recently? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but for the people that like actually like we we escalate the claim would be people like in Amazon. Like, like I know that as one of the drivers, for example, I was working there. He dropped like thirty kg on his foot. He couldn't work for like three weeks. And these drivers obviously have like families and this that, and they've got money to pay. Oh, okay. So like they're out of work for three weeks. They and then then their companies don't pay the money for it. And then they just like carry on working, you know, not giving you money. Okay, right. So I was like, they're kind of like forced to work. Right. Like, you've you've been exposed to it all. Yeah. So like for health and safety as well. So it's, it's sometimes it's good, but then you're calling like everyone. Yeah. So you're calling people that are not even interested in that. I, I would say, seeing you, you're now working in marketing, right? Yeah. What's what's your actual job role? So, my current company was a um, paid social media activation account executive. That just sounds mad. Yeah. <laughs> For L'Oreal, right? Like For L'Oreal, yeah, an agency. But but you're working at a at a marketing agency. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. knowing you, that's perfect. I feel as though you, yeah, it's not anything, anything, anything yeah. on Instagram you've liked, <laughs> like you have, you have yeah. your your you hand in so many different yeah. things, and you're constantly on top of all of the the, the trends and social media platforms and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Just in your personal life, and I know you. You're similar to me in the sense we, or it's almost a little bit unhealthy how much we work yeah. and then our lives revolve around our work. Yeah. Because you'll call me after work. Yeah. And you'll be talking work. about, for another hour and a half, yeah. two hours, you'll be talking about, about work. work. So you've just spent 12, 13, 14 hours <laughs> about work. purely about work. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's, it's not the healthiest thing, but it's, it's good to see how much. Um, dedication you're giving to this thing yeah and you're one of the few people i think especially on this podcast where everyone's kind of they've got their their goals are to eventually branch off and, and do their own thing i've spoken to a few mm-hmm. entrepreneurs um scalable yeah. cfo like working for himself another guy started his own um e-commerce company that's good e-commerce but i think fun. you're well, you're one of those guys who knows Eventually, you want to end up on the buy side, but you still want to stay in corporate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's the the reasoning behind that? Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of power in actually staying in corporate. There's a lot yeah. of benefits to it. Yeah, yeah. And also being self aware at such a young age yeah. that you know what starting my own company is going to take a lot of fucking hard work. 
Yeah. And maybe it's not worth my, my while. Yeah, because I think, like, it's difficult because I think I was recently talking to someone about this as well, like a family friend of mine, that he left, like, college at 18 and now he's really successful. He made his own music DJ business. Mm. He now is performing in Dubai. He's performed for, like, Iranian famous DJs like Arash and all of this kind of people. Yeah. And when he first left, everyone was like, oh, why would you not, like, go to uni, finish it, get a job, whatever. And they were better, like, scolding him for it. But now he's literally, like... Earning like over 100k at the age of like 21 mm. <laughs> and stuff like that, and he literally has been grinding at his company. So, I think one thing I'd say, I say the good thing with having your own company, what I've realized, talk to people that have their own companies, that when you're putting all that, all that hard work at the beginning, you're probably not that successful, but you're building your own like fortune from it. Like, at the end of the day, with all the no hard work promise. you're doing, but no, 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 no promise that it's going to be successful, it won't be, yeah, exactly. But if it does, like, you're building your own wealth. Yeah, where when you're corporate, you're building it for someone else, which yeah. is like why I've realized it's like, yeah, yeah. But I think I like your attitude as to why it's actually it's not a bad thing if if you know yeah. yourself, yeah, yeah, you know your skill set, yeah. And within within a corporation, yeah, you yeah. may be building wealth for someone else, but you're also not taking on not taking on the um, the liabilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're an employee. You yeah. get paid your wage. On yeah. the weekends, you're logged out. No one, no exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. That's why I realized that the guy I know is working all the time. Like he's on holiday, he's taking a phone call, he's doing this thing for Where I think corporate, like, you're working harder, then you can just switch off, which I like. And I, I think, I don't know, it's a much more safer option. I think having your own company is a risk because you could put, like, you could be working in a big company for like 10 years and suddenly just, just goes bankrupt. Whereas in a corporate company, you've always got that safer option. And I think as well, like, with me, I know that, like. The, you're, you're saying. Within the corp- the corporate world, you get your experience. Exactly. If yeah. things go rocky, you jump ship. Exactly. You go to yeah. another corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're more experienced, it's easier to. Yeah. Yeah. To like do I was with yeah. some guy who worked in like you know like all the like social media things. He worked for like, you know, Pinterest. Pinterest kind of went down for they got rid of their staff. He went to Twitter. Twitter kind of went for a downfall with Elon Musk, and then he went to Meta. He left Meta, and then they fired like fifty percent of the workforce. He went straight to like Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing really like he's like really high up like a director in Snapchat so I think once you have those skills you can always jump ship whereas I think when you're when you're self-employed you're only used to being self-employed yeah and it's like you can't just go into working you kind of have to start from zero or build your company again true true and that's why it's it's risky it's way too risky and when you get to the point where you're like 40 or 50 your literally income is depending on like how much you work hard in your company Mm. and uh, like even seeing my dad's company like it's he had like a computer shop and it was booming. At the time he had like, it was one of the few computer shops where he was like- uh, Bro, our dad was in the, our dads were in the same industry. Feel, yeah, like, exactly. We, we, yeah. They had separate businesses, but in the same industry. industry yeah, and he was uh, like, he got to a point where he was a dis- distributor for Apple. Yeah. Like one of the, the, the main distributors of Apple. So Apple would like, how you have now like Currys would sell their products. He was the only shop that would sell the Apple products. Really? Like officially from Apple. So Apple would give them the products and they would sell it for him. And then literally all of a sudden, Technology hit, no one wanted gaming PC, no one wanted motherboards, all these kind of pieces. Everything went online. Everything then, went online. Yeah. They had like Curry's and Amazon and then bro, within a blink of an eye, just that's it. That was it. No yeah. one no one went to shop again. Big so it's lesson. like my dad was the exact same. That's the thing, exact that's what same. I'm saying. Imagine all that hard work you put in, like grinding, he was working like hundred hours a week, going across cities, getting parts, this, that. Just like to lose it all for a second. It's just it's not worth it, you know. And you get lots of other benefits with working. You've got your pensions and stuff that help you like in the long term as well. Mm. Whereas when you're 
when you're when you're working on self-employed, you gotta be very careful with like how much money you're saving. True. I mean, very very good points. Yeah, it's very risky, but there's big rewards. Big risk, but big rewards. And like, I think a lot of people that are successful entrepreneurs, that's that's it. Like, if you see all the big ones, they all left like uni. They all left like you see like Steve Jobs. All of them. They didn't. You know, they just left suddenly and they just did their own thing. Yeah. Like the guy from uh, Amazon. He uh, he was selling books. When you first started off in his in his, in his uh, Amazon garage, Amazon started off as as selling books, yeah. selling books online. Yeah. yeah, he was doing it in his garage. The Amazon uh, Jeff, CEO, Jeff Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it in his. I think everyone was laughing at him at the time. Now, <laughs> he's he's not even really working anymore. He's just. I've I've had this conversation as well with um, Joey, who I've had on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's you need to have. You need to have that passion for something, whatever to. it is you're starting. You need to. What's what feels like play to you and feels like work for other people yeah. is what they call, you know, the magic ingredient. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is something I could genuinely build something from. Um, I think I lean more towards starting my own company because I like the fact that yeah, you're building your own thing, but also you're in control. Yeah. And I see similar. Both of our dads made the same. Yeah mistake but also it yeah. was just the market changed on them yeah, yeah. and they weren't in touch at all with yeah. with the trends yeah exactly. and they fell yeah. behind they didn't adapt yeah. and they unfortunately like, bro, and the we, best, we felt the the consequences yeah. of that the best direction. examples of that is like blockbuster blockbuster hmv all those places as well they went for the exact same thing yeah like when i was at uni one of the interesting things i liked was that we did so many case studies on like blockbuster and stuff and i used to like and it was so fun, like, the, the, the kind of arguments and stuff we did about, like, Blockbuster, disruptive t- change and stuff like that, it's just so interesting, like, they were one of the biggest uh, businesses in the world, and they just yeah. changed because of iTunes or, like, like... But you do know Netflix yeah. went to Blockbuster, Netflix, yeah. And they pitched their... Yeah, and they rejected Netflix, yeah. as, like, come on board as yeah. investors. They rejected it. They though. rejected it, and they doubled down on... Yeah. They didn't think the industry would ever change. Yeah. And then exactly. they fell behind. And they made a big mistake. Now they just... It's like one blockbuster, I think, in like Alaska or something. I think <laughs> it's, something yeah, like that. yeah, maybe it's still around, but but that's it. They made a big mistake. Like it's just, yeah. But that's that's what I do like the idea of your. Oh, who said it? I heard this recently. Um, it's like you're you're playing a game of poker. You are genuinely putting exactly. your chips on the table. Exactly. You yeah. can win big or you can lose it all. Exactly. Yeah. And like sometimes when you play, winning big is, is is a big motivation. Well, you're right with passion. The guy I know, a family friend, he was into music. When he was three, he had like drum, like his parents got drumsticks and he was hitting the drums and he loved music. His whole mm. life was to do with music. Who? And then, the, my family friend I know, oh, okay. and then the parent, parents kind of split and then he was like really in touch with his dad. He, his dad did the same thing. So he was, he, he looked at his dad and he, he enjoyed what he was doing and then he went that route. They, like his dad was like into music, DJ, mm. and now he works with his dad as well and he, he's doing amazing, like he's with his own company. And he, he doesn't even care about the money at this point. He's, he's made so much money, he actually just cares at like, he's, he's got a passion for doing it. Yeah. Um, and like when I was talking to him, it was unbelievable. Like talking with him, we went to Shishi the other day, he's 21. And he was telling me about taxes, how to pay taxes, how he's been paying corporation tax. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I was like, a 21-year-old knows more than like a 34-year-old. Yeah. Like he was very like, he was like, be careful. You know, there's another guy, another family friend of ours. He just, he's making his own pizza shop. Um, and he was talking about like avoiding taxes, you know, like, all of like what you do when you earn a lot of money. He was like, don't do it because the risk to reward is not worth it. And like, he mm. just, he knows a lot. So it's like for someone that's 21 to know that much about 
more than someone that went to uni is just crazy. Um, I'd say that's that's another argument. He's very like yeah, he's very good. If you can, or if if you can try and start your own company, you yeah. learn a lot through that process. You do, yeah. which you don't learn through the corporate world. No, you as don't, much yeah. as we're learning in the last two years, yeah. I think you eventually. I don't want to say reach a ceiling, but you learn completely different yeah. things when you start your own company. Yeah, exactly, things you yeah. won't see when you're in yeah. when you're in corporate. Exactly. Um, and I've I've seen that with with Joey. I've seen that with Cameron, yeah. one of my my friends who started his own plumbing company. Yeah. Um, when he was very young. Yeah. And it's the same same thing. When I was yeah. around him, he was he's telling me about corporate tax. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of lost. I have no idea what he's talking about. Literally, like he yeah. understands that. Yeah. Because he's I, had to go through. And I have another example. I have like this other family friend. He's called Cameron as well. Um, he was he went to Cambridge. He was very very smart. He did like. I think beyond the master's PhD at Cambridge mm. he eventually got into a, like what people kind of dream of at uni got into a career into his like uni thing and he was making like at 26 he was making like over 200k mm. and he left he quit it and he started his own company he started his own company and he's got like his own podcast similarly as well and he like he he like trains he's like a coach like a life coach now and he just trains like, uni, like university students he helps them like apply to jobs, he gives them tips. No he's a speaker at like Cambridge as well. Like he, yeah, oh, wow. he's doing really well with his like, company. But like when he left, like all the traditional parents were like, "Why would you leave? Like you have this amount of pay. Mm. Like you're pretty much like you've, you've you've won, you've won already at like that young." And everyone was just like, "Bad, like you're so stupid, this that." But bro, he just didn't like it. He was just like, "I don't like being like in the corporate world." He just didn't mm. like it. He just it wasn't for him. He was just like he didn't like working and this that. He just. He had no passion for it, he was just doing it. Whereas he had a passion for like actually helping people, which, give it to him, he's doing really well in his company and stuff now, so. I think you've, yeah. you've followed through with all the things you've been saying recently. Yeah. Um, you've worked at this job for a year now, right? Yeah. A little bit over. Yeah. A year, maybe a little bit over, and you've just taken another role. Yeah. In a new company. Yeah. Which I like, because... I mean, separately, we won't mention all the details here, but yeah. it seemed as though they were very reliant on you, yeah. especially as someone who's come straight out of university, yeah. isn't that senior, isn't getting paid like a senior, yeah. but is working like a senior. Yeah, working as a manager. I was working as an associate director. I mean, yeah. I, I, was, I had people coming in, like managers and directors from other teams saying like are oh, you a director like are you a, are you an associate director i'm like bro i'm an exec and they couldn't believe it they were like bro you're as good as other people in other companies and what do you think corporate should do in that situation do you think they should promote you quickly and pay you as you as you're working and like okay if people think he's working as a director's level why don't we quickly promote him or do you think other people, other grads who have come in at the same time as you, yeah. are then like, why is he a director? Exactly, yeah, not? yeah. We had, we, there was another example of this girl in my company, she left because, just like me, she was an exec in another team and she was doing manager level work. And they were like, we want to promote you to manager, but we have to put you as a senior exec first. Otherwise, mm. people will be jealous in the company. They actually told her that. So that's corporate. And then yeah. she was and she was like, well, I've got this other offer for this amount. If you're not going to, you know, give me, I'm just going to go here. And they're like, okay, cool, go there. So, like, I think the problem is that I think other people would be, like, you know, jealous, but it was annoying because, like, I was at the same level as, like, there was a girl recently, she'd been in a company about nine months as well, and I'm training her about something that's very simple, that her manager should have been training her on, 
and her manager left and now I'm training her and another team. I'm not even in her division. She was on like luxury something. I was on a different luxury. Well, I'm training her on what to do. Or I'm training the associate director of my whole, like, we have like six divisions and she's the associate director, account director across all six. Yeah. And my manager's now left, my senior executive, I'm now the only person working across 16 brands, 14 brands. And she's coming to me and being like, how does it work? And she's been in the company for six years and I've been in for a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I promise just, you, you get that all the time. Yeah. Corporate. People who have, who have got so many years of experience and they don't know how to do something simple. Yeah, um, exactly. But I would say right now at, at our age, especially two years into corporate, yeah. we're, we're more at the stage of learn. Like whatever yeah. role you're going to be learning the most in, you should go towards. But it's hard when you're living in London yeah. and everything's so expensive. Yeah. It feels as though you're on a hamster wheel. Exactly. You want to yeah. get paid more, especially if you if you yeah. figure out what the role or the rank one above yeah. you. If you're an associate, what the associate directors are getting paid, yeah. and it's like a twenty k plus yeah. um, jump up, yeah. and you're doing the exact same thing. You start yeah. to get a little bit lost. I know I am. You start to get a little yeah. bit lost in. I'm doing the exact same thing. Why? Why aren't I on exactly, that level? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're like eight years older than you. Yeah. You start yeah. to to fall into that corporate game but you've you've taken the best step possible yeah you've moved into this new company which you're starting next week yeah next yeah. week right yeah next week yeah so that's that's a promotion in itself the money Thank thankfully yeah. touch wood is a little bit better it's much better yeah it's good it's good. I'm chilling <laughs> and I think that's yeah. that's quite specific to your industry though marketing yeah. seems as though yeah. you need to jump from you company to, to company yeah. to climb quicker yeah, yeah. and get paid more. And like when I left, there was another director that was like friends with my director and he was like, the best thing you're doing right now is leaving because he was like, the only advice I'd give is that in marketing, you have to jump ship every year for you to get better promotion and better pay. That's how oh. it works in marketing, yeah. And like, and he like he was even saying to me, he was like, I, I could see, to be honest with you, he was like, you're doing way above your pay grade. Like three months in, I was already doing a senior account level or account manager work. You know, I was doing like 45 slide decks in my first, second week. <laughs> mm. And like, that's not, like, the people, the things I was doing in my first month, the other execs on my team hadn't have done until the 10th month in. So it's like, I'm doing things way above, like, like in terms of strategy, in terms of audience testing, in terms of like, you know, data analytics, I'm doing things way, 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 like, I'm doing things that like someone about three years would have experience doing. In the space of like three months, I had to learn it. But in the space of three weeks, I had to learn it when my manager left. Mm. And she was gone for about five months until I got my new manager. And my new manager come and I'm basically also training her at the same time. So I'm practically, I'm practically not um, making any money out of it. Like, um, like I'm not, not making any money. Like, the thing is for me, like a lot of people ask me, why have you moved? And they kind of offered me a promotion as soon as I gave him my notice. Um, really? Pretty, they called me the next day and they're like, what can we do to make you stay? Um, so, yeah. Um, sorry, one second. I, need to I, I was telling you. Someone. Yeah. I was telling you to kind of just entertain it for a little bit, see what the offer is from your current company. But I know you had your reasons as to why it doesn't matter what that offer will be. I know yeah. this is the right move, and I have to leave the company. It seems exactly, always yeah. a little bit of a. And I told I mean, them, like, the best place to, to learn and grow. As soon as they called, they called me and they're like, why are you leaving? And they're like, you know, they're like, as a joke, you know, what do you, um, 
What do you hate? Um, what do you sorry, hate? Sorry, well, sorry, one second, I just need to message someone right, important. Um, <laughs> what do you hate? Um, basically, they were like, what do you hate about L'Oreal's joke? And they were like, you know, why? what's your reason for leaving? And I literally put it on my letter and I was like, yeah, it's because like, I don't think anything that I could be learning here in even as a manager level is going to help. Like, I basically said that I'm not learning anything from this role. Like, yeah. even if you put me as a manager right now, there's nothing I'll be learning that's different. I genuinely, I, I don't think me being a manager or even an account director, I wouldn't be learning anything different. But was, was that decision yeah. hard to be like, okay, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be learning? Yeah. Even though I know you felt very comfortable. Yeah, that, that was a hard decision. And you I, like the people you Because I don't like change. I, can't like, I, I don't like change. And to me, to get into this company in a big, big corporation, I, it took me like, a lot to get here. And I was like, it's a big risk. You know, you have your whole probationary period. You've got to start again. You've got to prove yourself to the company. It's a brand new client and it's Uber, which are like one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and they're expecting you now to come and work on three of like digital channels, like, yeah. like you know, free marketing channels and for you to help them grow like all across the world. So it's like, you're going to have to prove to like flipping like, you know, CEOs and this, that. And I was actually thinking like, yeah, this is a big, big change to L'Oreal. But I mean, yeah, I thought like, you know, if I can do L'Oreal, I can do anything. Because L'Oreal was tough in itself. And I was like, mm. it's, 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 a, it's a change, but for me to grow, I need to do it. And I need to prove to myself as well. I was like, I'm good in this role, but if I'm actually going to another company, can I be as good in another company? Because if I can't be, then what's the point? Because there's a lot of people in my current company, like I've talked to other execs and stuff like that, that I, I'm scared to leave because I don't think I'll be as good as another company. And I didn't want to get to that comfortable. I, I, yeah, I'm quite young. I need to see if I can work other companies, like you know. And I'm I'm young enough that like I can you know jump ship and stuff like that. And the best advice I've got from people that like I've mentioned from the guy from Barclays and stuff, he was like, it's best to jump ship and try your hardest. And worst case, you don't get it, then you know you just keep trying because you know you're not at that age where you have financial like demands and you have kids and stuff like that. So you know you you can you can kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like, it's best to do that because. Every company is different, and then you learn a lot of new things from separate companies itself. Absolutely, there's a lot of the time in my company in in the finance world, they will prefer to hire someone externally, as well as like internally. Someone's aware of all the systems and how yeah. our specific company does things, so it's less time to train them up. Exactly. But yeah. there are other times where they prefer to bring someone external in. Yeah. Because they see things completely differently. Yeah. yeah. And they bring a whole different perspective. Yeah. To the way we're used to doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, like one of the things that these I had two directors interview me in my first interview. They were literally, like they're like, wow, like the way you do stuff and the way you're explaining things is like we haven't even like considered mm. these things, <laughs> like in the last three or four years in in the company, like. Um, and then when they were asking me like what I do in a day, they were just shocked about like what I do, like how I come about my tasks. They were like, wow, like, <laughs> they were like, can you give me some tips? Like, and they were director levels and they were just so like, impressed by like all of my point of views and stuff like that. So I think it's always good to go to different companies. I think it was a tough choice because like I, I don't like the change and I know that staying in my current company. We weighed it up though. We weighed up the options. Yeah. yeah. And the option to leave was very clear it was clear you had to take the it was job. clear but i mean it's just like, not easy to do and it's going to be it's not easy for yeah two, three months but like i had they i pretty much had a guaranteed promotion they, they might they may have actually given me the manager role um, and they were very happy to like keep me and to do anything to keep me they pretty much said what can we do to please you <laughs> so they were very much like open to negotiation anything i would say so and i said to them you know i want 10k more or like 20k more I and, I, and, I, and i want the manager i mean 
they they were very happy to do if they, if I wanted to they were happy to do it really they were really like both my directors they were like it's a big big loss to like the whole of like L'Oreal like like me leaving even we had like a like before Christmas we had like a L'Oreal call with the clients themselves and the clients were shocked as well that was leaving and they were like who's going to replace Armin everyone was asking like who are you going to get to and I'm only I'm the lowest level and all the other teams and managers and stuff were worried about who's going to replace me and I'm only an exec mm-hmm. and like they were literally telling me when I was having my hand over like you know it's so hard to find someone we're trying to interview someone that's as good as like a graduate like you that knows everything and has had previous experience in the role because I came into this role with previous experience in marketing which Do you mind can we talk about that yeah 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 sure? yeah yeah, yeah. That was a very interesting experience, I so, must say. Yeah, your first job out of uni um, in marketing. Yeah. How long were you at this? What was it? It wasn't an agency. Was so it? it was like through a connection and then they uh, interviewed for me for roles. And when I first came out, like when I was applying to jobs, I was applying to like, recruitment, sales, this, that. And it was like sales marketing. Sales marketing. Sales marketing, yeah. So it was like you were selling like a, like, like Meta. You're basically when for like for example when Facebook or TikTok first started, they obviously had to sell their platform to like clients to like use them as a, a marketing platform. Mm. So obviously they have their own systems. You can view like for example your like metrics like return on ad spend. You can use their platform like like for example these different platforms like marketing platforms all have this specific features. Like for example mm. on Meta you can like on Facebook sorry when I say Meta I mean like Facebook Twitter Facebook Instagram you can retarget people. That have like already liked some of your previous videos and stuff like that, or you have so like specific weird. audiences. Yeah, it's very techy. It's very like stuff like that. But then like Snapchat, you have different kind of things, and you have different formats. You have lenses, and you know stuff that like you see on Snapchat. Whereas Meta, you have like reels and stuff like that. Okay. So they all have their own specific like kind of. They're features. all competitors, but they have their all features. But they're very similar as well. Okay. So my company was like one of these platforms that were like in programmatic space, which programmatic is basically like publishers. So. Mm. you have like it's a platform where people could use it could be like where companies could use your platform to like advertise their things on like you know GQ, Vice, Condé Nast um, Sky Sports they could advertise on those journal articles online Okay. Um, and you basically had to like pitch just like your own company to like directors brand CEOs CEO of Kellogg's or something you like that you've basically gone straight in the deep end <laughs> straight into the deep end and, and is yeah I remember like it was tough it was very very tough yeah how long were you in that role for like seven months um seven months seven months yeah. oh you were in it for quite a while i was in quite a while yeah like I, I joined um and when i joined i had three interviews and i had to present to the like ceo and account director and the ceo and the managing director of uk shit um and i had to present like a presentation and for like four like 45 minutes in person, like in person to the manager director and then the person I re- watching. I remember, like on your first week or something, you were, you had to yeah. do presentations. Yeah, yeah, you have to go into a building in front of thirty, you know, people like like in agencies, marketing agencies wow. that are like yeah. brand managers that have had two, three years wow. experience. You're then presenting things in very technical, giving them like you go go through the presentations, go through the like the AI systems about talk about cookies, talk about the whole thing. And then they have to ask you very technical questions. And these people have had like years of experience in the industry. Mm. Even people in my company, they've come from agencies. So they knew about like the kind of things that they would ask, they knew how to answer it. And you have to like, you have to have a lot of persuasion, like trying to, not persuasion in the bad way, but you have to like get the clients to want to buy your product because there's loads of competitors. Like our competitors were like Amazon and Facebook and like, it was a very like kind of small company as, that was growing. Yeah, as difficult as that like first startup, role yeah. was, I know when you got into the second role, it was much easier. And it was more of like yeah. an entry level grad position role. 
and you were there with an abundance more yeah. of more experience than the yeah. rest of the candidates. Yeah, and you yeah. just flew straight away. Flew, yeah, You're exactly. Like, yeah. Right, we don't need to really train him. He already knows yeah. three quarters of it. Literally, yeah. Like six months in, I've had people coming up to me like, oh yeah, you should be a manager and stuff like that. Like, I, I think I learned so much really well. I found it very easy because like, the last job was so much more difficult. Mm. Um, but it was a good learning and that's exactly what I was trying to say like at uni you don't learn any of this I think when you work in real life um, you learn so much more skills and experience that you couldn't learn at uni I'd say Um, and I was actually talking to someone like my mum she was having this massive argument with one of her like family friends for like 30 years she works for the NHS um, and then she was basically going on like kind of a not like a rant but she was basically saying to all like friends and stuff at like a family friend party like you know, NHS workers get, you know, you've seen on the news, they get paid less and this, that. And then my mum was kind of saying, I was like, no, you know, if you go to uni and, you know, you be a doctor and you go into the NHS, you know, you're starting on a minimum of 50k as a graduate. And that girl was just like, definitely not. <laughs> no. I've given the NHS for 30 years, I'm like a skilled doctor, and like I work in central London. Like, graduates that come in are not earning less than, they're earning less than 20k, 18k a year. Um, and these people have gone to med school for like six years and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of older generation now they think in their minds that when you're working you go into straight into a job you're guaranteed to make a certain amount but like that's what she was saying is like when you you wouldn't pay someone coming out of uni that much money because they're not skilled you're not going to trust them on an operation table like they can make loads of mistakes and they ask so many questions to you and they made lots of mistakes even operation yeah. and stuff like that. so you can't trust so them with that responsibility how do you feel about working yeah. in working in London at the moment I think it's good um, but I feel like everyone is very concerned about money, the status. You probably see it as well. Like very, from what I see, you know, like as soon as when I first started, you know, I'll be talking to like people from Facebook and Twitter, like these like meta reps and people that work in those companies. They'll be like, you know, where, what company have you come from? Like, what's your role? You know, that's very much what they're concerned with. And I think everyone's very much concerned with making more money and stuff like that. But in a plus I mean, side. I'd say even with, with dating, with... With dating, yeah. The whole thing is, yeah. what do you do? What do you do, yeah. But I think, in a way, it is good, because I think that, because it's so competitive, everyone's trying to be as good as each other, and that sometimes is a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. And it yeah. pushes someone to be better. Um, yeah. You go to other countries, you know, it's not very much like that. Like, I was in Canada, very different to the UK. Like, very different. Everyone was laid back, chilled. Um, a very slow kind of city like mm. you know as soon as it was like five o'clock you could see people leaving you know going for drinks like on a Wednesday like, they didn't really like they didn't have so much of a work hard culture whereas you see like in the UK everyone will be fighting to stay in the office as long as possible <laughs> yeah. from what I see like you know everyone will be looking around like who's the last one to leave the office or like stuff like that so I think like in the UK I don't know just my experience I feel no, like I, I, I do think London is very work orientated very work orientated especially yeah. in finances you wake up in the morning, either yeah. you wake up at 5, 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. and you get yeah. to the fucking gym yeah. quickly, get your workout in, and then you go to yeah. the office, or you wake up, you yeah. shower, you get changed, and you go straight to the office. Exactly, yeah. And then by the time you leave, it's already dark. Yeah. Like, then you have to force yourself to go exactly, yeah. Go and do something, whether that's yeah. Muay Thai gym, yeah. or go to a coffee shop, do some work, yeah. or, you know, go meet someone yeah. for an hour or two and then like, you're already in bed yeah. do the whole thing again like your whole day just goes like that what I've realised is that a lot of people especially young people take take things for granted from what I've seen from talking to you know I've talked to a lot of family friends that are much older and stuff like that well, from what I see is that like 
you know, when you're, when, what I'm seeing is that, from my experience, I'm seeing, talking with so many people that are 35, successful, this, that, et cetera, family, friends, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is that the people that are 35 are successful, but they wish, now their life is very orientated to be with their wife, go on holidays, have fun, enjoy their life, and they kind of wish they did that when they were younger. And all the younger people I'm talking to, all they're concerned with is how can I move out? How can I pay for my mortgage? Yeah. How can I save money? How can I do that? Everyone's like, how much money have you saved? This, that, et cetera. Where then when they get to 30, they're like, oh, you know, maybe I should have dated a few more people. Maybe I should have enjoyed going on holidays. And I, I mean, when you get to that realization, it's, it's kind of too late. Like, yeah. I, this, I this guy I was thinking about, my company the director, he's 30 and he just left um, our company recently. He's going traveling for a year. He just left. He's, he didn't have any plans to work abroad or anything. He's just going and seeing what happens. Um, and he's, he's got a lot of people around about the 30s. 30, 20, yeah. 20, he's, 20, he's 32, 31, yeah. And he's. Um, they all. Yeah, hit the fucking he's, and go traveling. he's got one of the highest positions, like meaning yeah. in our company, he's got his own flat. And then all his friends were like, Oh, just come out, like, you never come tra- traveling. And he was like, I kind of wish I went when I was younger. Now it's very difficult. Like, I mean, he obviously will get a job, like, like very easily, like, come out of, mm. he'll get a job probably instantly. But, you know, he wish he did that, you know, when he was younger. See, my thing is, I'd rather work and then get to a place where I can start my own yeah. company and make my own money. Yeah. And then travel while I continue to make my own money or true, at yeah. least bring in money and then I know I can go get lost for a month, go get lost yeah. for two weeks and I, I don't have the pressure of having yeah. to book my holidays in, it's a manager true, yeah. chasing me, clients chasing yeah. me. Like if I'm in full control of my business and my yeah. my processes and my clients, then I'm like, it doesn't really matter where I am. It's true. But, but I, I am seeing that more so with with a lot of these guys who've gone off and started their own companies. Yeah, it's true, but what I've realized, life is short. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, anything, yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen in five years' time, so if you gotta enjoy it, like, while you can, it's, from all my family friends say, you know, they, when they're 30, 35, 36, you know, they, they all go out and have fun. Like, all the 30, 30 to 40 year olds I know, like family friends, some of them are millionaires, some of them have Porsches, it's that, mm. all they do is go on holiday, like, every week. <laughs> they barely even work. So it's like, you know, they wish they did that when I was younger. Um, yeah, it's but obviously have, have good. they come from money or have they made No, they made their own money. money. Yeah. They made it themselves. Yeah, but like, you know, like, I think you have to have the balance. I think in the UK there's no balance. Like, it's just work, 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 work. Yeah. Kill yourself with work, and then oh, in the weekend you just go out like, on a Saturday then, night. Yeah, you go true. on a bender, and then you come back to work on a Monday, and then that's I just not healthy as well. We drink a lot as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you gotta realize like you gotta do other things. Like um, I don't know. I feel like you kind of lose your purpose when you do that. Like you just work, work. Your life is like what you're saying, just oriented around work, and it's just I don't know. I feel like you can't work so much. I think what came with yeah. me when I was in my company, I realized it was just so stressful so stressful like consistently working and um like i think I, that's why i came to realization i had to leave my company i was like this is not right i was working just too hard like mm. you know my list was just going on and on like you know they kept telling me right to do this and stuff my to-do list was like 40 pages <laughs> you know what i mean like i couldn't have any more things on my to-do list like like i couldn't like if i was focusing on a task for two hours i'd have about 150 requests come in and then you're it's just in a working week, in if forty hours, even if I, even if I worked eighty hours that week, I don't think I could get. Anything you get done. to the point where if you're like, as soon as I wake up, yeah. If I start working to the point where I fall asleep at night, yeah, yeah, I would still have more work. To yeah, do. Like I was working and I was like, you know, I had, I, you know, I had yeah. Like, welcome to the real world, bro. I had like, for example, like presentations. You know, like I had, for example, someone messaging me like every twenty minutes. Oh, have you done the presentation? I'll be like, I'll get this end of the day done. 
they'll message me every half an hour. Oh, is it done yet? Is it done yet? But why is it not done yet? Yeah. And then like, if you don't do it that day, the next day they'll just escalate CC like you a, gotta, um, You gotta CEO. kick back though. You gotta tell them I'm doing 50 This will This right will be now. me kicking back with the extension and then still saying, them, look, I've got these other 50 things. We need to now deprioritize other things. Then client services have to get involved. What projects can we deprioritize for the client that we can put on other things? And then you have a whole thing. You have the CEO sometimes getting involved. Then being like, okay, okay you, you can do that, Jeez. but we have to do this. And you have to literally put every hour on every project that you're doing. And possibly it was just, a, I could work 16 hours in a day and I still have another 400 plus tasks to do. It yeah. was never ending. And even now, I, I just done my handover. I had two handovers. Both, one was 20 pages, one was 10 pages for two different departments. And I still, I'm literally still writing things up on it. And I've even given my laptop in on my phone. I'm logging in just to put some more things in because I feel like I keep forgetting things. So it's like consistently, I've left the company and I still think there's things for me to do. And they got me to do things for February from now, just because they could make their lives easier as well. So mm-hmm. I'm already doing things two months in advance, just so their lives are easier. Um, so I was consistently doing, I was doing finance things for next year, for 2024, I was helping them. So it's like the, the yeah, kind of work I'd you. say from your company's perspective, that doesn't help when they've given you so much work to do, because yeah. you just fall into the yeah, yeah. paralysis by analysis. I've, I've got too much fucking things to be yeah. doing. Yeah. And I don't know where to start. Exactly, yeah. It it just trips you up. It trips it's really you up. hard to actually begin and start chipping away at, at the workload when it's so so long. Yeah, yeah. But I mean um, it's I think it's good. But like you know, at uni you have very lots like in my uni, you know, you have nowadays you have what do you call it? Uh, what's it called? Um chat GPT or you know, yeah. I saw so many posts on Inst- on Instagram of like people like you know, at graduation, like, oh, I just want to say thanks to ChatGBT for helping me through my Like, you know, you have so many things We like never that had now. that. It came, like, that, yeah. exactly 12 months after we yeah, graduated. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But Unfortunately. I feel like now there's so many tools now for people to get, like, honestly, getting a degree is as easy as getting a GCSE for me. Possibly, mm-hmm. I think, like, what I can see is that, like, when you're doing a degree, like, it's very different. Even if We should medicine, say, like, for business, because we both did business, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, even for medicine, like, even when I was talking to the girl in the NHS, she, like, my family friend, she was saying... When you're learning things, it's different to actually working in, like, you know, if someone's come in with a shop, like, a, you know, like a gun, gun wound in the middle of central London, yeah. and you have about, you know, you have to urgently help them in the next 20 minutes about to die. It's different being in that situation <laughs> than doing an exam and, you know, trying to memorize things yeah. over doing an all-nighter. Like, it's a whole different scenario. Um, then you have to remember, like, how you got to treat it, you know, should I take this out? What's the blood? What's the vest? I don't know what you do in medicine, but there's obviously a lot of things that you got to remember when you do it. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. So like when unless you're actually doing it, I think it's a lot different to actually learning it. But I think obviously like going to the uni, you learn all the fundamentals, which is good. Um, and it depends, as you're saying, like on the industry. Some industries like finance stuff, it is good to learn it because you know there is only so much you can learn in the job. Obviously, you've got to learn like you know different equations and. You have to obviously learn maths to do finance and stuff like that. It's, it definitely gets a bit harder. Yeah, yeah, true. It's not easy for everyone, um, and like, even for me, doing I think the hardest thing I've done in my industry um, is analytics and data analytics. I think it came it was very difficult. Mm. I came from business where like there was trends and stuff like that. When I came into my job, there was like no course I could remember at uni that taught oh, me about. It's, it's also very different when you have yeah. to do an exam. Yeah. Compared to the client is asking this, exactly, yeah, and we yeah. need to run a few formulas yeah, to exactly, figure yeah, out yeah. what the interest mismatch or the yeah. data analytics exactly, in yeah. your case, and then go back to the client and yeah. tell them exactly what our findings are. And, I was actually, and you're representing the company, so yeah. you cannot be wrong. You cannot be wrong. This has to be correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with presentations. That's, that's a different type yeah. of pressure. I mean, I like, obviously the exams pressure, but this is 
this and is I, real. And I think as well, like the Barclays guy I was talking about that came in my uni, he's now he's now doing data analytics. He was like actually asked me, he asked me the other day, he was like, like I have a friend in marketing, he was like, How difficult is it to like he's been analyzing, he's been doing data analytics for six years, so he pretty much knows very well. So yeah. how it must be very difficult to do data analytics at marketing because you'll see like why did this like viral video of this influencer go viral and in, in this campaign, for example, you'll be using Emma Watson and Prada. Why did Emma Watson and Prada in a specific Prada Paradox aftershave campaign go viral but for Prada like Luna Rossa, which is another aftershave, why did this not go viral with, with Emma Watson? Is there always a theory and a, a formula to that? You have to find a hypothesis, but there's no trend. Surely, yeah, like there's an element of randomness in just... Yeah, random, it's all randomness. There's no trend. There's nothing to say there's a graph that goes up or down. Or but you have to sort of make... You have to hypothesize Connect it. the dots. You have to make a storyline from it. As to why Prada yeah. did, did really well with exactly, Emma Watson. Yeah. And... Or, or, for example, the targeting they use, we do like A-B testing, like strategy targeting. So we test out different targeting with specific segments, so like 18 to 30, or like 18 to 45 females, or males and females. They don't want to target males because like the product's females, but we want to target it because they still might want to buy presents for their wives and stuff. So mm. we're testing all of this and then you have to come up like why it has this test Females, well. Females must be like the gold, the gold standard, like where yeah. more women are spending money on those products. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's men. Because really? sometimes the men, you know, they buy lots of products, like lots of gifts and stuff. Sometimes more than men, but like they primarily, pr- 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 most of the time I'm judging women. this off myself, but yeah, no, mo- most of the time it is women, but like women, like if I, I if I yeah. buy something, it's usually because I've just walked into a store yeah. and it's like, like, I need to buy a gift, like what's it, going, yeah, it, what looks nice, to be fair, yeah, yeah, what looks like it's expensive, well, it depends, and it's on, the, a gift. It depends okay, on the month, cool. like if it's if it's February, is a Valentine's Day, or if it's like. If it's summer, is it because of like, you know, is it like a wedding gift? Or if it's like during Christmas, is it a Christmas gift? Wow. And then okay. there's so much analysis that goes into it. And then you have branded studies that Facebook do. They get, they send it to you and then you have to analyze that data and be like, you know, it's a certain demographic at a certain time of the day liking it. There's so much data, so completely data orientated. Um, and it's all to do with like hypothesizing this and like, this is what you think. And then, you know, you then give this presentation to a brand manager, then they have to then like present that to you know the EMEA brand hall, like the brand manager wow. or the brand director like EMEA or something um, so like they're then putting pressure on you why is this figure wrong are you sure this is correct because they don't have visibility on the data you have visibility mm. they can't check your platforms we only can check it because we have the access Yeah. so then they've, they're pretty much trusting you with hundreds of thousands of kit money they're tr- trusting like 24 year old that's come out of uni so they're, they're not very like, trustworthy of you um, you know this this by the way is we have these conversations yeah. almost every day. Every day, yeah. And a lot of our conversations, I think we both have this weird ADHD fucking go from one subject to the seventh subject yeah. back to the fourth subject. Yeah. And we have the, the weirdest, <laughs> maddest conversations. And whenever we check our phones, it's like two hours have gone by. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a, that's a good place where we could, we yeah. could end this, stop it. I know we could for sure talk for another hour and a half. Oh easy. my god, yeah, easily. But yeah, we've gone for fifty-five minutes. Yeah, Appreciate thank you, you for doing having this, me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm closer to that 21, 21 yeah. podcast episode. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the listeners as well. I hope you uh, like a time. Bro, the there's podcast. like one listener. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, no, yeah. I appreciate. Looking forward to 2024. Congrats yeah. again on on the new job thank you man thank you we'll see what the year has ahead man. it's going to be interesting we'll yeah. see what the night has ahead <laughs> yeah definitely um,